The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? Good morning. It is Monday, June 13th, 2022. I had to look down at the calendar and say what day it was. <laughs> uh, Monday again. You know what? I'm dreading Mondays even though I'm not a working guy. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't have a job. I don't do no job. But um, Mondays kind of suck. But it's a beautiful day out here. Summertime. Hope it's a beautiful day wherever you are. Uh, and I hope it's not too Monday-ish for you. Had a pretty interesting weekend. As always, I always have interesting weekends. Uh, Friday, had a, a gig at a psychiatric ward. Yes, that's uh, always fun. And uh, first-timer for uh, some of the things there. Uh, the, the psych ward that I was playing at, um, as I was getting ready to start had the only way I can put it was a a breakdown a psychotic breakdown one of the people on there got violent and crazy and screaming and um, took many guards and many uh, orderlies or whatever they call them to settle this person down put them on a um, um, I guess stretcher, I don't know what they call it, and get them out of there. Uh, so I delayed in getting started and then put me in a very small room playing just acoustically for maybe eight to ten people in the psych ward. And oh, three songs in, another person had a similar psychotic episode. I don't know, uh, screaming like a uh, demon. The, time, the entire time, and instead of get me out of there, I said, keep on playing. So I'm playing through the screaming of psychotic death screams, uh, very um, different kind of gig. Uh, so that was Friday's gig. Uh, Saturday evening was wonderful. Best gig of the year so far. Uh, we played at a place called The Ore. And I love summertime and Saturday nights and outdoor gigs. And I love pretty ladies dancing out in front of me. So, um, and under the stars, on the water, all of that. No bugs. That's important. In the summertime when you're playing underwater, uh, you need that no bugs clause. No bugs. So it was great um, and very fun. And then yesterday's gig got rained out even though there was no rain. Very strange. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a good time. A good time was had by all. Now, yesterday, a uh, couple of things of interest yesterday at the soup kitchen, young man 
I was having breakfast with asked me, he's homeless, and he asked me if he could come live with me or stay with me while he gets on his feet. And I said, no. We've had an, we've had homeless people come in uh, and say they were going to stay for a short while, trying to get on their feet, and it always ended up in a disaster. It ended up having to have them evicted legally, going through the court system. They uh, ended up stealing from us, and it was it was not good. Any time, and we've done it six times now. We're reviewing it with my wife. Um. And uh, so that I said no, and I, I felt terrible saying no, but you know, enough is enough. People there at the soup kitchen can be gossipy a little bit, and one of the women who were working, volunteering, working with me in the morning, uh, let my wife know that I said no to this guy, and she was very upset. How could you? Haven't you had enough? Haven't you had enough of um, getting robbed, getting uh, you know stolen from, having to go through eviction, going the court process, all that stuff? The money it costs us to get a lawyer and go to court and all that kind of stuff. He's a he's a young man. He needs help. He needs a hand up, my brother. So I said, uh, you know what? I'll do this on the very very strict rules number one he's got to get a job starting tomorrow i will take him to get a job because you know there's no shortage of jobs around here uh fortunately or unfortunately whatever with the uh job a worker shortage places are hiring and they don't really care so i could get him a job at walmart which i did um skipping ahead this is part of uh so the rules are he's got to get a job He's got to sign over all his money, all his paychecks to me uh, until we have enough to get him a um, a furnished room, which I figure will be six six paychecks, uh, six weeks of paychecks. They pay every, uh, it's three paychecks because they pay every two weeks, but six weeks of paychecks will be enough to get him a furnished room at the going rate in this area. Uh, he needs to be a, give me all sign over all the money to me and take a drug test and every other week, and um, basically uh, he agreed to that. So now a young man named Thomas is living with us for the next week. I got him a job at Walmart last night. Brought him out there and got him a job, uh, and he started this morning. Now I'm giving him bus fare and lunch money and. Uh, at the end of the, at, when he gets paid, I expect to get the paychecks. If I don't get the first paycheck, then we're going to be, uh, there's going to be a problem. And me and my wife are going to all fight about this stuff. But I don't, I think he will. And then, so when, you know, six weeks comes, we'll be able to get him a furnished room and he'll be on his own. We'll see. Hope. Keep your fingers crossed for young Thomas, 23, 24 year old man, trying to get his life back together. Uh, it is what it is, you know? Uh, so I, I guess I feel better about that, but, um, last thing we need is to call the cops and say, you know, it happened again because the cops are sick of helping us out whenever this happens. So hopefully things will go well. He's, he's at work this morning. Got up, went to 
to work at Walmart, which is good. Got on the bus, put himself on the bus, and he's at Walmart. Um, then yesterday, somewhere around noontime, I looked out my front window, and I said to my wife, I think there's a, a groundhog dying on our front lawn. Oh, no. I said, let me go out there because my eyes suck. Let me go see what it is. Turned out to be a a very small deer. And <laughs> uh, I was like, oh. And, but I could tell it was breathing and its ears were moving. It was, you know, deers do that. Their ears flop around when they hear stuff. But it was curled up looking like it was dying. And my wife was trying to get closer to it. And she's saying, baby, baby. I like the thing doesn't have a name and it's not going to respond to baby. <laughs> Baby, baby. And so as we got closer, I could see the eye was like, had an eye that was really not well and infested with ticks. It looked really, really, really bad. What do we do? I don't know. I don't know what to do. (laughs) It's never happened before. Uh, I shouldn't say that never happened. It wasn't a deer never happened before. We've had animals come here to die or. And then I think they figure out that we're not going to let them die. Yeah, we'll go to the sucker's house. They'll take care of you. So um, called several vets. Nobody wanted to come. Finally got through to a animal rescue center who sent a vet out here. And she said, yeah, that tick infestation. The mother um, abandoned them because tick infestation was so bad that it would spread to the mother and then her health would be in danger. And she knows that. And she left the thing there to die. So she said, we can we can fix this up. And she actually, in the back of the truck, uh, basically got all the ticks off her. And things started to come a little bit back to life at that point. But she said, uh, this thing can never be, it's too young to ever be released back into the wild. It's going to need, uh, you know, eight weeks of rehab and all that stuff. So it's living. Uh, it's going to live at a animal rescue shelter, not far from here. Good. The end of happy ending of the story is um, you know, we'll be able to visit the thing. It's, it's going to have a happy life with orphans like it, just like itself. Uh, so it's kind of a you know, it's kind of sad that the mother abandoned it, but um, so you know. Good for the, you know, happy that it's going to survive and all that stuff. So there's happy news. Yay, happy news. I don't need Kira for any happy news today. I brought my own happy news. Happier news than she ever brought to the show. <laughs> anyway, that, so that was my weekend. I hope you had a beautiful weekend wherever you are. Uh, William Conway uh, will be with me shortly. Um, and uh, um, we'll talk about what's going on in his life comedy-wise. Uh, I think last week he wanted to get in on the Jackie uh, Kiera discussion of, of all the religious crap. I just, you know, when it comes to religion, I'm just like, yeah. Um, Friday night, I had a show, a surprise show, because I, I did not have a gig Friday night. I had the it's the psych ward gig Friday afternoon. Friday night, I did not have a gig. So our last-minute scheduling of uh, Jess Paul. Jess Paul was in the um, actually in the chat room on Friday morning and uh, had her on Friday night. A wonderful talent, amazing talent. I want to I want to share some of her talent with you. Uh, she's got a 
a film that's in kind of a fundraising mode right now called um, Olivia's Day. Uh, and there are links to that in the description of the show that was for Friday night. But I want to share with you uh, just a little bit of her real incredible actor. Incredible, incredible. I mean, and I've, I've had some young filmmakers on and, and actors and, and nobody has ever... And I can't even think of like Hollywood big shots that have been able to make me believe in a very short time in a in a film. And so I'm gonna I, before we get too far into this, let me share that with you now. Because uh, please uh, g- just give this a second. I promise you won't be disappointed uh, here with this. And if, if I, you know. I break a promise to you, you can just shoot me. Anyway, uh, here here is a little bit of Jess Paul. If you need to talk to somebody, maybe you should be talking to them. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong except nothing's right with me. I can't talk about death and that's my job. I saw this ad asking for a people person and I thought, I like people. It's not their fault that they don't like me because I'm just the girl who calls to say, hey, you ready to die? Well, give me your money. Like, I try to make things more lighthearted, but I suck at it because I get all anxious and uncomfortable and I don't come across funny, just insensitive, and I'm afraid I'm gonna get fired for it. Afraid if I don't, then I'm going to quit because I am so tired of talking about people dying. But I can't afford to quit, so I go off script, suck at my job, and round and round I go. And here I go again, just trying to justify everything as if any of my problems amount to anything more than me just being stupid. I'm just stupid. Just don't lose the caller, Daisy. Reel it in, Daisy. Why aren't you dialing, Daisy? I burnt my eggs this morning. I just want to tell you how perfect this moment is. But the word perfect isn't good enough. I feel it too. Is there anything I can do to make today even more perfect for you? You could stop the sun from rising so we can stay in bed all day together instead of having to go to work. Right. I just remember that. Uh, anyway, I uh, that first piece you saw was from a, a, a film called A Funny Man. And basically the premise here is guy's committing suicide he's in his garage he turned on the car and closed and sealed off all the uh ventilation and he's he's doing it and he calls a suicide hotline and they put him on hold (laughs) and then a telemarketer calls she's the telemarketer and she's trying to sell him life insurance she ends up uh i don't want to spoil but obviously uh i think it's pretty clear that sooner or later uh, it's going to have a happy ending he's not going to kill himself but just the the raw 
um, you know, believability that that she brought to that role just really struck me. So I, I, if you have an hour and want to get inspired and and see a really really compelling um, podcast with um, a a really powerful creator, she's also an artist uh, and a producer and um, just somebody who just blew me away. So check that out. That was Friday night. Her name is Jess Paul. Um, and so that's in the archives. And then, um, uh, last night I had a Morgan Quaid, who is a comic book, uh, and graphic novelist, uh, author from Australia on never ceases to blow me away how we can have video calls from Australia with no lag it's just you know back in the, I, I it never ceases to amaze me because back in the day <laughs> i hate that fucking phrase don't you uh back in the day when uh long distance charges if uh were were a thing long distance charges you make a phone call and you'd pay whatever the rate was per minute per phone call and then if you go over the three minutes or whatever, then the rate increases. But if you were going to call, say, California from New York and have a half-hour phone call, you'd end up paying like $45 or something crazy like that. A phone call to Australia for an hour and 10 minutes <laughs> would have put you in a second mortgage than uh, <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars. And here we are able to have a video call live without any lag all the way around the world it's amazing just think about it um because you're not only going across oceans you're going across hemispheres to the bottom of the world all the way on the other side seamlessly cool stuff we are on governor's comedy network as you know and i on mondays i generally like to check the governor's uh, schedule for this week. It is subject to change because they add special shows, but I'm going to run through what's to be expected at governor's this week. Um, and then sooner, sooner than uh, y'all even know it, William Conway, the funny man from Grants, New Mexico, uh, will be with us. So let's see here now. Governor, where are you? Govs. Okay, here we are. Govs, Governor's Main Room in uh, Division Avenue in Levittown, New York. New York. Uh, Aaron Berg will be there this weekend, June 17th and 18th in the Main Room. Um, Terry McNeely laughs in the Giggle Room on Friday. And Drag Queen Summer Royale in the Giggle Room. Uh, I'm sure there will be a... Um, truck uh u-haul truck full of protesters coming out for that one uh if you don't keep up with the news you probably don't understand that silly little uh joke anyway uh over at um mohemia we have a stand-up showcase on friday night uh and i think i probably know some of the people and we've probably had some of these people on i don't have the full list of who's going to be there but i think uh, Rob White, who's been on this program, uh, and a couple of other people who have been on this program will be there Friday night. 
uh, on Saturday, Mark DeMeo. And uh, that's, you know, Adam Ferreira uh, is is coming there next month. I'm going to see if I can get him on this show. Adam is uh, a good, the drummer, former drummer from the Rockin' 45s, is good friends with him. And I'm going to see if I can't get in touch with him and get him on uh, next month when he's at um, Bohemia. Now, uh, in Belmore at the brokerage, Stand Up You gradu- graduation, that's uh, Peter Bell's. And I think Rich Walker uh, both do, do that. Uh, it's the graduation from the class, uh, a comedy class, that will be uh, at Stand Up U graduation on June 14th, which is tomorrow night. Uh, then Friday uh, or Thursday night, the Great Long Island Laugh-Off special event. I don't know what that's about. Let's find out. Um the long, longest running and most prestigious comedy contest on Long Island. Oh, comedy contest. I don't like competitions. Uh, long Island returns to another great year of intense competition to see who is Long Island's funniest new talent. It's always a great night and fun. So uh, there you go. That's what that is. It's the Long Island Laugh-Off special event. That will be Thursday night. Friday night. Uh, What's well, weird? They have it backwards. Friday night, oh, no, there's two things going on there. Friday night. Oh, Caitlin Cook is there Friday and Saturday night, but also Friday night, the Brokerage Open Mic Showcase special event. Uh, It's kind of weird. They have an open mic, I guess, before Caitlin Cook takes the stage on uh, Friday night. So that's what's going on at Govs this week. And uh, I'll check back later in the week to see if, you know, any kind of special events have been added there. Um, as I mentioned, William Conway will be with us in a, in a short while. I'm going to say, I haven't sent Kiera the, uh, link yet for today. So I'm going to do that now. Um, I think Dykes and Man are planning a show this week. Um, but I'm also thinking, um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Jamie's probably going to come up with a different excuse not to make it this week. Uh, it might end up being just uh, man, <laughs> the man show, which I always said it should be. <laughs> anyway, uh, that would be Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, cats being very funny again. They got rid of all long, long distance charges once they realized the earth was flat. <sighs> That's all I can say to the earth is flat anymore. Um, that's funny. Uh, what do you mean? I'm, I'm missing out on a whole lot of chat that was going on here. Uh, I'm noting your address for when Steve kicks me out. I'm showing up on Dog's Lawn. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, the door is open. You don't You don't have to lay on the lawn. We'll just take you in. Uh Carl, Carl had some uh, wonderful breakfast, healthy breakfast this morning with black coffee, not like uh, Craig's coffee. And William says drag shows are all fabulous. Unless you're, um, I got into a YouTube comment thing with Matt Walsh, who is a transphobe, homophobe, just a guy who just hates people. And, you know, 
him and Pro- Professor Dave, Professor Dave, who I love, uh, were, were debating on this whole bigotry towards trans people. Now, I keep saying, "What? They're not hurting you. Why don't you mind your own business?" And they keep coming back with, "Oh, the, you know." Can't you see how they impact our culture? No, I don't see how they impact our culture. Tell me. Well, they want to use our bathrooms. Okay, here you go. So you want gender checks before you use a public bathroom. Is that what you want? You want to, so if you got to piss, you're in a public place, you got to piss. You want a guard there to say, wait a minute, are you a real man? Or you just a woman who looks manly? Let me see your dick. That's what you want every time you have to you have to pee at a public place. You really want that? Do you really see the road that you're going down here, and and the can of beans about to open up? <laughs> uh, can of worms, can of beans uh, for yourself. Where you complain? And what is the big problem? If a guy in a dress uh, or a, a, a biological man who identifies as a woman, if he identifies as a woman and he needs to use the bathroom, well, she needs to use the bathroom at that point. She, uh, you want to you stop? You want to make him go in the woods? What do you want? Them? You, you want them to be in, in the men's bathroom? Is that what you want? You want to see... Uh, so this whole idea of getting hung up on where people piss and shit. It, you, first you were in the bedroom, now you're in the bathroom. Mind your own fucking business. They're not hurting you. as Until you are harmed by somebody or can see any way that they, they intend to harm you, fucking mind your own fucking business. I don't understand the trans mindset. I don't understand why, why gay people are gay. But it's not for me to do that. But if you want to take their rights away from them because they, because you want them to be like you, they're not going to be like you. Accept it. The world is full of other people, other kinds of people. You don't have to like it. You don't have to hang out with them. But you have to respect their rights and it comes down to this is the biggest problem you have in life is wondering who's in the bathroom with you. My, when I use a public bathroom, my intention is to get in and get the fuck out as quickly as possible anyway. And you're going to come, you're going to actually say that, um, you know, it's not disgusting. <laughs> have you ever been to a public men's room? And you're gonna worry about uh, about who's in there with you? No, I'm worrying about getting in and get not touching anything and getting the fuck out. But I just don't understand this the hatred and and mean spiritedness of. I don't even want to call conservatives because it's not even an ideology. It's just fear. It's a being afraid of anything you don't understand. So I got into a little bit of that with some of his people. Yes. And Matt Walsh is just a, Oh, define a woman. 
Well, you can define a woman uh, physiologically, biologically, but gender identification is a brain function. And just because you don't understand how their brain operates different from yours doesn't give you the right to take away rights from them. or And it doesn't justify you being afraid, so afraid of them that they're going to change your culture, change the world you live in. Listen, they're not going to stop you from being a heterosexual if that's what you want. Well, sooner or later, we're going to live in a world where there's no more people because we can't procreate. You can? You think you're gonna, that's going to stop being heterosexuals? I don't know. I just don't get it. Live and let live, people. That's all I want to say about that. Uh, yeah, everyone is, yeah. Everyone has the right. Good point. That's the point I wanted to make. Thank you, Dean. I should have just said that. Everyone has a, a right to a decent life. You know, I, I knew what you meant life, dude. You don't have to correct. You don't have to correct typos in the chat room, everybody, because I am the king of typos. Um, today, they'll resume at 10 o'clock today. They're resuming the January 6th hearings live on uh, old network television and all that stuff. <laughs> Trump is guilty. Uh, and I don't, you know what? I can prove that Trump is guilty. We all know Trump is guilty. But these people, and, you know, claiming Russia great was all... Um, you know, a hoax and all that stuff. And uh, Trump isn't, it was now a democratic rule. Now, this is what they're saying, the the right people on the right are saying, that January 6th was Biden's doing and the, and the Democrats doing. Now, if you, if you follow that logic, Biden won the election, but he wanted to make Trump, say that the election was stolen so that so that they would challenge Biden's election and put it at risk or because it came very close. If Mike Pence would have done what uh, Trump would have wanted to do, we would have been in a constitutional crisis. So this was Biden's plan to kind of go Trump into going that far so that he could eventually put him on trial. And as stupid as as stupid and ridiculous as that sounds, the cult is believing it and running with it. Um, it was it was feds, it was the Dems, it was yeah. Bottom line is this hearing these hearings are are going to happen, and Trump is losing his mind. There's nothing more dangerous than a cornered animal. But here's the deal, folks. And I, I preface this by saying Trump is guilty. Trump is guilty. Can, oh boy, I hate saying this. Uh, <laughs> can he be put on trial and get a fair trial in America? Nobody's asking that question. They want to see him prosecuted. But how do you pick a, a an impartial jury? Nobody's thought about that. 
you're not going to get an impartial jury. People have made up their minds. Everybody in America has made up their mind, whether he's guilty or innocent, or depending on your politics. Guilty or not guilty, not innocent. But um, the question remains, is there any venue in America where he could get a fair trial? How do you pick a jury of his peers that hasn't already made up their mind? So you can drag him away in, in handcuffs. But can they ever really prosecute it? That's a question. Nobody is asked that question. Congratulations to Matt Napo for being the first one to ask that fucking question. Once he gets taken and dragged out in handcuffs, I would love to see that. Can he ever get a fair trial in America? Probably not. Almost definitely not. So that's, uh, you know, that's something to think about as this shit goes on. Um... It's just it's it's really really curious, and I would be glad to see where the legal arguments start to fall on that. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Anyway, um, we had as I mentioned, we had a gig at the the aura on uh, Saturday night, and um, Kira hit a dog and and a cat and a deer and uh, ran over my foot as she was leaving, um, and um, so. Uh, we're really mad at her. Just put it that way. She's a very evil person. And so I had to supply my own happy news here this morning. And she's probably going to come here and probably deny. I guarantee you, uh, she's going to be here any minute. And she's probably going to die. I didn't hit a dog. I didn't hit a cat. I didn't hit a deer. I didn't run over your foot. This is what they do. They lie. They lie their way out of it. They deny. They just, oh, it never happened. Uh, anyway, she's here now. Let's bring her in and uh, let's uh, let's hear from her now. If I can find this damn music, over deer running over bad person. Yeah, you owe me for my medical bills for my foot you ran over when you were leaving. Mm. You feel sorrow mm. about it at all? No. Yeah. Well, you're not denying it. That's good. I <laughs> uh, what about the dog and the cat you and the deer you ran over? Hey? I needed I needed dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, you got to learn how to drive. Really, I'm a, I'm an excellent driver. You're an excellent. You sound like Rain Man. I'm an excellent driver. Yeah, yeah. I bet you are, Ray. Uh, well, how come it took you like five minutes to bo- uh, back out of a uh, simple parking? Because spot? they were drunkards behind me, and my backup camera kept beeping, and they wouldn't get out of the way. Wow. Yep. So I didn't want to run them over. So wow. I just started slowly backing up towards them. Somebody who was there, uh, right in that vicinity, I can't say too much. But somebody who was in that vicinity got a DWI on the way home. Ooh. Yeah. That's was all it, I'm saying. Was That's, it the I can't guy anymore. who was putting his head in all your crotches? Was it that guy? <laughs> Wait, I didn't know. Head and crotches. What do you mean? I didn't see you, any, uh, you didn't notice that? No. The stage the stage is elevated. So if someone goes right up to the band. Oh, that guy. Face... The guy who was he, he put his face on my guitar at one point. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, no, but he. He went up to he went up to the guitar and he put his face in it, and then he went up to Mikey and just put his face in his crotch. Oh, I thought he was looking into the tip jar. No, (laughs) 
No, Mike, he was like, what is he trying to do? And he, and he kept coming for him and putting his head in his crotch. I couldn't stop laughing. I thought he was looking at the money in the tip jar thinking he was going to take it. <laughs> Maybe, but he was so drunk that it just really looked really wrong. Like he what was a, trying to. What a fucking imbecile that guy was. Man. Yeah, he was crazy. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, so DWI. Okay, so it was you. It wasn't me. No, yeah. I, I I didn't even drink. I didn't have. I a saw drink. you had one too many. I was it Mikey? Her. Was it Mike? Mikey don't drink. Okay. Oh yeah, he did drink. He had, yeah, he no, did. It wasn't. It wasn't him. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to say who it was because I've been I've been sworn to secrecy on this, even though probably nobody really even knows who he is. Ah, uh, uh, you know, some some person. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Uh, so I had to bring my own happy news, uh, just just in case you didn't. And my new, my news, my happy news was better than any happy news you've ever brought to this program. And you had a great BM. <laughs> was that it? That you know what? <laughs> that's that's pretty accurate. Uh, if you're talking about yesterday, yes, it was. It was pretty good. And I, I Not actually the fiber. Almost- <laughs> I almost felt like I should let the world know about that, but no, that wasn't it. Oh. I, uh, me and my wife saved the baby deer uh, who, who was dying on our front lawn yesterday. Oh, little now CPR? He's not di- she's not dying. What huh? happened? Uh, the mother abandoned it. It had uh, got a tick infestation in its eye. Ticks kind of were all over its eye. Oh. And, and the mother abandoned it because she didn't want to get the ticks, you know, when the thing feeds on the mother. So it was really small, tiny little baby. Oh. And we called a uh, hundred vets, and nobody wanted to give us any advice on it. And finally, we called an animal rescue farm at a Santa Mauritius, and they came and they sent a vet out here, and she took care of it, and she sprayed it up and got the ticks off it and cleaned it up, and then she, you know, but the thing is traumatized now and it needed like you know food from a. a eyedropper and all that kind of stuff hmm. but she said now it can never go back to the wild it's going to the animal rescue shelter it's going to live there with a bunch of orphans so yeah and they we'll should bring it to the, the long island game farm they have all the little well it's right deer. near the long island game yeah. farm it's right up the block from there the rescue it's it's like uh probably about half a mile up the block from the long island no 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 not the long island game farm there's a a Petting zoo right right on the corner or near the corner of Sunrise Highway and whatever the hell that road is in Santa Maria. It's the main road that goes down there. I should know this because I used to live right there, but I don't. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But good for you guys. Good for you saving that baby deer. Yeah. They come here because they know. They know that we're not going to let it die. It, you know, they know the lawn to go lay on. <laughs> But wow. my wife was talking to it, like, like you know, and she was calling it baby. Like, Aww. it doesn't have a name. It's a baby, no. baby. Like, it's not going to respond. First of all, you could call it shit stain, shit stain. <laughs> as long as you do it in that tone of voice, if it's going to respond, it's going to respond. But baby, baby. I'm like, what the fuck? It's not named baby. It is a baby. It's a baby. <laughs> I would have called it baby too. So I agree. You would have? Yeah. Why? Because he's a well baby. <laughs> baby. I would have said deer. Oh, dear. Oh, that's a good one too. I had a baby yeah. deer, I think it was like just birthed, following me home from the bus one day. And it was it was going, Mama, Mama. 
and I didn't know what to do. I just, it was following me and it was all wet. Like it was like just coming from the sack. And know. so what did you do? You just I, abandon it? I, it was following me all the way home. I, and I kept walking. I thought I was going to lead it into my house. I want to know the ending. Did you abandon it? You left it out. You got in, you ran in the house and locked the door. No, Said, he, he heard a dog and he got spooked and he ran into uh, the woods. Okay. That's and I never found him again. Yeah. So you're blaming the dog for you. I almost had it. a baby deer. You, I think you chased it away. I tried to eat it. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, my, that's what Mike Travolta's saying, veal. Mm. You know, I don't like veal. It's very sweet. Sweet and chewy. I'm like, huh. not my cup of tea. You've been mm. to Louise in the Bronx? Louise in the Bronx. Louise in the Bronx. They got the old-fashioned pull-down toilet. Maybe if we stash a gun behind there. You know, you're really, you're really not Italian. I'm just finding out you're really not Italian at all. If you didn't what? know, you don't know that reference. Louis in the Bronx try to veal. It's the best in the city. They got the old fashioned toilet with the pull down chain. But I don't maybe, go to the city. Maybe we could hide the gun there. It's from the Godfather. Is it really? Yes. I. It's too early for me. I'm Damn. sorry. You're not really Italian. This is what it comes down to. You're because, not really because I forgot a reference from the Godfather. I'm not. Absolutely. Really Italian. Every Italian should know every line from The Godfather inside and out, back, front, forwards, and backwards. All, all right. I'll have to study it. You definitely do. <laughs> Come on. Not I in can't... the summer, though. I, I I can't waste my summer watching The Godfather. I have to go well, out. Take it to the beach with you. You can you I ride do your that. phone right now. I could do <laughs> I just put my toes in the sand and just watch The Godfather. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So what what else was your weekend like? Did you did you go to anything yesterday in the beach or nothing? Um, yesterday, I was in a funky mood yesterday. Why? I don't know. It, it didn't rain. It, we, I, me and Mikey were supposed to have a gig that got it got rained out and it didn't rain. Oh. It's called the real water closet. That's what that's what uh, Chavola's saying about the. But yeah, Tessio says. It's got an old-fashioned toilet, you know, the kind with the pull-down chain. Maybe we could find a way to stash the gun behind that. It's coming back to me now. Yeah. yeah. Louis in the Bronx. Mm. Yep. William Conway says he's very disappointed. He's Irish, and he knows. So there Damn you go. Irish. Damn it. You know, uh, Tom Hagen is German-Irish. <laughs> Who's Tom Hagen? Oh, come on! <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Who's this? Do we Concierge, Tom Hagen. Tom, he's uh, he's their half brother. He's the, the, Let the me Irish. just look at it. I'm just gonna look at a picture of him because I. Tom I, Hagen. Well, it's it's uh, Robert Duval played him in The Godfather. Tom Hagen. Tom he Hagen. Was... Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm a little. I'm a little tired. No, you're not Italian. It's just uh, it's <laughs> clearly you are some kind of Middle Eastern or something. You know, that's what my Is she joking said. about the Tom Hagen? <laughs> that's what Yeah, she, yeah, I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. Just a joke. Nah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I uh watched a, the original Siskel and Ebert. You know who they are, no? Siskel and Ebert. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, their original review of Goodfellas. Uh, it was really interesting to watch how, how they were reviewing because um, talking about how Joe Pesci show, stole the show. And, it just, and they were talking as like people might not know Joe Pesci at the time, which was interesting to me because 
uh, they were saying the same Joe Pesci from the Raging Bull who played the brother. And I was like, wow, he's like you're talking about like people wouldn't know who Joe Pesci was. Come on. <laughs> Anyway. I, I passed up a, a, a chance to meet Joe Pesci. But... Uh, Craig Johnson says, for fuck's sake, does she use Raku? No, uh, I would never, never. I made my own sauce. Your what? father uses Raku. Frank Raku, isn't that his name, Raku? No, it's not. <laughs> That's it's his not. name. That's but, his name. But he, oh, you're trying to figure it out. But huh? he... Uh, he he did he does come over for my sauce. He he thinks my sauce is the best. It but is. His his name never is never ragu. No, nope. his name is ragu. I, no, it's I, not. I said a can of tomatoes. Is. I didn't say a fake tomato sauce. All right, okay. And but no, that that's what he had on Facebook. No, he, he had something close to ragu on Facebook as his last name. <laughs> close. <laughs> But I, that's how I always remembered it. So, so anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, William Conway is going to be here. I think he wanted to d debate hmm. some religion stuff with you or something. That's why he thought. But I don't know. Uh, he'll be he'll be on in a couple minutes as soon as I get rid of you. So let's get rid of you. Uh, so, no. <laughs> uh, tell me something happier than a deer story. Come on. Pressure's on. Well, I want to save my funny one for, for William then. And okay, I'll, save your funny one, but give me give me something happy. You got whoop, your tick tock, clock is ticking. I'm looking at my watch here. That's not on my wrist. Go ahead. I feel so pressured. Uh, this is from goodnewsnetwork.org. And right. this is a study about how going to festivals can connect you to humanity and make you more likely to help strangers for six months after. This was a study. Mm. <laughs> I don't need that. A Yale study. Uh, more than 63% of individuals who've gone to um, festivals said they had undergone a transformative experience. Uh, there have been many studies on the positive psychological effects of religious gatherings and pilgrimages, what? which have been found to create intense social bonds and feelings of unity in human societies, um, but little research on secular festivals so a team of psychologists who just wanted to party from Yale University wondered if modern-day secular gatherings that emphasize creativity and community serve an even broader purpose. And after taking right. a shit ton of LSD, they concluded oh. that they, yeah, they were all oh. one. Oh, yeah, of Not course. Either. Of course. Mm -hmm. um, I don't that last part was made up. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, I thought that, no, because that would be the best part of it. And that made me happy. That was happy news. Everybody tripping their balls off. Um, <laughs> I'm. I don't need. I don't need to go to festivals to to be. I, I get myself in trouble with this. I got. I am a new homeless person living in my house now. You do? Yeah, yeah. Picked him up at the mm. soup kitchen yesterday. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, well, good. Okay, but Maybe. he's got—he's on a six-week short chain. Uh, basically, uh, he, I got him a job at Walmart. He started today. Okay. And uh, he's got—he's got six weeks uh, to uh, sign over his paychecks to me, so we can—I uh, can save it for him, so we can uh, get a furnished room. I'm going to give him bus fare and lunch money every day. Uh, and if he fails, I'm going to kick his ass out and uh, bury him in the backyard and nobody will ever find him. 
that's, that's, that sounds like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wayne's back there now. He's, he, it looks like he's smoking dope. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a cigarette just a cigarette that's yeah well, what's that behind you yeah no uh that's my <laughs> wife's favorite blanket that's yeah, the pride flag too. yeah <laughs> yeah and it, yeah, it's all rainbow and psychedelic you know and it's pride month yeah how you doing man i'm doing good how are you guys doing uh, you know, I'm doing good. I've been concerned about you because I've seen some some things you posted on Facebook that had me a little worried about you. you kind of, and listen, oh. I said last week, I'm a moody bastard. I think a lot of oh, creative yeah. it people comes are and moody goes. bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely comes and goes. I have I have good days and I have bad days. And uh, I thank God that I have the wife that I have that is very strongly supportive of me when I have those bad days. You know what I mean? Um she doesn't, uh, she's very good about not allowing me to be on my bullshit for very long. You know what I mean? Good if, for I, her. Yeah. if I start, if I start being out of pocket or whatever, like she's got no, but, but I mean, we've had, we've had serious discussions about that, about my behavior and stuff like that, because I, I take a very limited amount of medication. I've worked very hard with my psychologist to not be on a lot of medication because I don't yeah. want to lose my faculties. I don't want to lose my personality. And that's right. been a problem with me in the past is over medication. So I work very diligently to, to not uh, have to take a lot of medication, but that also means that I deal with more of my psychosis you know what I mean? More of my problems are present and apparent. And if I'm not on top of that, if I don't, if I'm not taking a true inventory of what my conduct really is, like I can, I can get squirrely really fast. Yeah. You know? Well, you got my number. And if you don't, it's right there. 61496 It's on my Twitter profile. And right. anytime, right. anytime you need, you can always call me, man. Uh, I appreciate that. And uh, oh. I have no lecture. I'll just listen to you and, and you know, whatever whatever comes of it. But you have you have at least somebody to talk to. Because I and Kiara, this is homework for you because <laughs> I've already played this for people. <laughs> JessPaul.com. Jess oh, she's uh, amazing. I yeah. actually know about her. I, I I came across her YouTube like a couple of years ago, and I, I'm a Jess Paul fan for sure. I've heard of her. She's Very cool. Definitely, she she's got and her reels. You're 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 not getting. You played a little bit this morning. Uh, she's very and she's got a lot of range. Yeah, she's yeah, she absolutely. That's what I said to her. Extreme, extreme range. Uh, yeah. But just a quick wrap up of that little piece. It's called the Funny Man. And what it is, is a guy who's about to kill himself. He's in his garage. He turns on the carbon monoxide, turns on the car, uh, uh, you know, and seals off all the ventilation. Going to kill himself. He calls the suicide hotline and they put him on hold. And the next next call that rings is her. She's a telemarketer selling life insurance. And I mean, but it's impeccable timing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like life insurance. But um you know, it, it's it hit home with me because I I said that last week when, or a couple of weeks ago when it's dealing with the stuff with Chad and then with Dean, that I put myself out there to people. Call me if you you got ever feeling suicidal and all that stuff. And I know what suicide hotlines are like because I I volunteered at 
actor and, and things like this. And that's not really an unheard of thing that they might put you on hold if they're understaffed or they're busy, you know, whatever it is, they don't have enough people to deal with everybody. They might put you on hold. And that's the last thing you want when you're feeling suicidal is to feel like, well, I'm not important enough to take this call right now. Somebody <laughs> right. else is more important than right. me. So, right. but uh, JessPaul.net, check out her reel. I promise you, you will you will thank me for it. You'll say, holy crap. She was on the show Friday night. She's the one who bought us coffee Friday morning. Oh, know? okay. Yeah. Okay. So now you want to go see. Yeah. <laughs> JessPaul.com. I am. I am going to watch it. Uh uh, what is Mike Chavos saying? You should bring the homeless guy on the show. His, his life is probably very compelling. Oh, I wonder, you want to have Joe Dirt moments or what? Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, I would bring him on the show, but he better not be here during the show. He better be at friggin' work. At work. <laughs> so you should record a record an interview. And oh, yeah, I'll do that. That's what I'll do. I'll get him, you know. I don't know if he wants the, the whole world to know his whole story, though. But we'll see. I'll, I'll I mean, ask. Maybe him. he does, though. I mean, maybe that will help him. Maybe. Maybe it will. Uh, you know, just be having somebody there to talk to. That's why I do the, the soup kitchen stuff anyway. I don't do a whole lot. Of, you know, I'm supposed to be doing a lot more. Uh, Is it the, the soup kitchen in Riverhead? No, it's it's in um, Rocky Point. Uh, oh. Oh. I had a friend from uh, the soup kitchen in Riverhead. We actually... Yeah. Uh, we actually made a couple songs together, and it was. There's never any soup in the soup kitchen, by the no, way. No, it's never. No, no. <laughs> I was. In, I was actually. I met him on the train, and uh, he was playing his guitar, and I started singing with him. And then he invited me to the soup kitchen for some lunch. I didn't need anything. And, you get uh, around, man. You yeah. get around. You've been. You've been with everybody. Yeah. I mean, musically. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I have. So you know, we recorded a couple of songs, and I have—I think I have our CD somewhere. And he has really? original songs. Yeah, it was really. I cool. think I have the song here. Hold on, let's 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 listen to oh, a, a little sampling of it. Question everything. Would you would you consider that groove music? Is that groove music? Yeah, it's definitely groove. I was yeah. definitely grooving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, like I didn't that. know if you could see me over here. But I was That's like, the whole song, by the way. That's the entire song. We should make a, a really long version of that. Yeah, Just saying that question, everything. Over no, and no, over I again. would make some more lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just tons of conspiracy theories. Yep, just thrown like, into there. Yeah, Illuminati references. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. just, just you, go. Are you, are you familiar with Travis Schlipsky? Travis no. He's one of the unbookables. And last night I almost got into a little bit of a Twitter argument with him, but I said, let, let him just have it. But he he's he's got he put out there he's got a problem with people who say not everything is a conspiracy. Uh, that's absolutely true. Not everything is a conspiracy. Right. That's not saying conspiracies don't Some happen. Things just of happen. course, yes, conspiracies <laughs> happen. But not everything is a conspiracy. You can't yes. say that everything that happens yeah. is a conspiracy. Uh, he, but he's kind of a he's one of these guys who believes that you know everything in the news is some is somehow tied to a major conspiracy. You know, whether it's a oh, school news? shooting, the uh, yeah, whether it's a school oh, shooting or a deer found on your front lawn, uh, the government put it there. They just, you know, you know, right. 
Right. It's got a tracking device in it. Bir- you know, birds on the birds aren't real. They're on the wires charging up. <laughs> oh man. It's, those, it's, you know what though? If you don't have one or two of those people in your life, is it really exciting though? You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I get it, but I, I, when it gets really stupid, I just can't. And you, you can't argue. That's when you walk away, you're just like, "All right, I'm done. I can't anymore." <laughs> you know, I got a couple friends like that. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, what is this cat saying? This is not a bad idea. What did I mean? Uh, oh, uh, what the song? I don't know what's what's no, yeah, it. Probably, can't yeah, clarify because um, it comes right after Mike Chavall saying you should bring oh. the homeless guy on the show. Oh, maybe it's the homeless guy. Oh. He's all, he's young. He's he's uh, twenty three or twenty four. Oh. Uh, oh. And he's not gonna, you know, he he's gonna be okay. He definitely is. He's not beyond redemption. He's gonna find his way yeah, back. Yeah, he's he young. Could, yeah. His mother is in Florida, Florida woman, and so um. Oh, the song she's saying is 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 a good. Idea. Oh yeah, woo! The song is a great. I'm gonna idea. make a song. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna build on it. Okay, but uh, can I say something? I don't know how you recorded that. You recorded it directly into your phone, but it, it's got like a buzz on it. Like, eh. so I had to do a lot of noise reduction to take that buzz out. Sound like you had a microphone into a. Oh, it system. might have been. It might have been the AC. Ah. <coughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, if you do it again, if you do anything like that, don't um, sing next to the AC with my phone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get, get the buzz out of there. Because the, the, other than that, the quality, the phone quality was pretty good to sing it directly into the phone. But uh, yeah, noise. That's like one of my biggest uh, critiques on all my videos is my sound. <laughs> Why? Because uh, I always have some kind of like, well, because it's really windy here in New Mexico. So anytime I'm that. outside, I need to figure out, a, like, I got to cover my mic or something. Oh, uh, so you're doing all, what, you're doing it all outside? Most of the time, because it's beautiful here. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get so that. I Just go find think... a nice, damp cave and do all your, all, you know, all your videos uh, yeah. from there. Where is... Should I, like, should I, should I have a mask on and be like... <laughs> You must yeah. come to my show. Yeah, this is called the lava. This is called the lavalier mic, and it comes with a clip. You put it on your shirt like this, and the end plugs right into the phone, and it will be really good outdoors. It's got a little windscreen on it. It cost me nine ninety nine. Lavalier, best quality, best quality okay. ever for uh, like iPhone or iPad or you know. Can I get that at Walmart or where? Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I'll find a link to that. It's nine nine ninety five cents. Yeah. To get yeah. It. Or a decent mic to do that with. Oh, set, send me the link so I don't have to put these in my head. Actually, <laughs> what do you no. mean? Oh, I, no, it's not earphones. It's a, a lavalier mic. Yeah, then it's I won't a... have these hanging from my head. But actually, I need the the earphones because oh. the kids sometimes listen. I don't want oh, yeah, you, listen. Don't want, you don't want your kids hearing what I have to say. Yeah, no way. You know, I think, remember the, the first time I was on the show and they complained about me? I think it was some of the content of our conversation that actually disrupted some of the old people that were having their coffee that morning oh yeah, think, yeah because i didn't have headphones on i just had my speakers going and i right. remember i turned it down very quickly because of some of the subject matter but it was too late 
I think, yeah, no, I can definitely ter- freak out old people pretty quickly. <laughs> me too. They probably heard me, me and said, wow, that guy's really disgustingly rude and talking about cock. But then you do all these, <laughs> then you do all these nursing home shows. It's great. I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I just I mean, like I'm, saying, I just like saying cock. Yeah. <laughs> great word. <laughs> great word. You know what? Uh, when I was a, a young man, uh, when my, I was, a young uh, I used I, I used to exaggerate that word to my my uh, girlfriend's little sister, who was just like seventeen. She was still in high school, and I used to say "cock" all the time to her. And then she, <laughs> and I did it enough that she picked it up like by osmosis and started saying that like how's it going so you see it was like 17 16 and 17 year old girl saying that stuff it was funny as hell to me probably got her in a lot of trouble yeah she got in a lot of trouble because we got some weirdo like i'll show you You (laughs) i guess that was inappropriate wasn't it a little bit yeah Yeah, if it's different times you know what i mean like that's that's the thing that like I get that it's different now, but at the same time, like you can't, like we can't take back what was. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's how things were back then. You yeah. know what I mean? There's a lot of ways that I used to conduct myself that I would never conduct myself anymore. You know what I mean? Because back in the '90s, like we were, I don't know what the '90s were like for you guys, but it was bananas for me. I was like you know? two. <laughs> Cat, cat's being funny when will he admit that all the charitable work is all court ordered uh, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't consider it charitable work but none of it is court ordered I never, I've never been charged with anything in, in the United States never been even arrested oh. for anything in the United States of America ever. I thought you said you were you have been arrested no in Juarez in, in yeah, Juarez, he, Mexico, he I got in America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in wow. Juarez, we were held uh, actually twice in in Juarez. Uh, held for, but it was not it it was not really in a. It was by real cops, but they, we didn't go before a judge or anything. They were just shaking us down for money. Get your parents to send some money, and we'll let you go. Oh. It was kind of that kind of deal. But no, yeah. never actually had to go to court for any of that stuff. No, never been arrested for it. Any of that stuff. I've committed crimes. I thought about, I was thinking about this on the way to the gig on Friday. I have, I have definitely committed crimes in my life. I've been a criminal uh, in, in my life. I've done, I did some really horrible things if I think back on it, but was fortunate enough never to be arrested for it. Um, so my thought was, you know, a lot of people who get on this high, high horse about, you know, uh, criminals and all, you know, crime and all this stuff. A lot of people, they're, they're, I'm not alone in that. I'm not the only guy no. who who did bad things, was there's, fortunate enough not to get caught doing it, and, did, actually, and became an adult. Yeah. There's actually a great website. I think it's uh, we're all criminals.com. Wow. It really breaks down the numbers and like it really breaks down like i'm pretty sure it breaks down like state to state what like felonies are and stuff like that and when you go down that list like you'll realize there's actually like there's a number of things that most people have done in their lives it was definitely criminal 
Right. You know, and one of the things that I know from spending almost 10 years straight in prison is that there's career criminals and then there's also people that are in prison for what was probably the most crazy, tumultuous, what the hell do I do in this situation 15, 20 minutes of their lives. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were in a crazy situation where something out of their control, like, like my right. wife is actually a perfect example of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Now, she was in with people that were doing methamphetamine and stuff like that. So that was like, you know, her bad for being in a house where this situation happened. But she's basically staying in this house with this girl when she decides that she's going to kidnap some dude and who was supposed to give him... Uh, she was supposed to uh, get rent money from this guy or whatever. And that didn't happen. Right. And so when he wouldn't pay her the money, she decides to kidnap him. My, my, you know, at the time we weren't together, but uh, my wife goes to leave because she's like, man, that's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be here. And that girl threw a machete at the door or not a machete, like a, a hatchet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And threw a hatchet at the door. It was like, you're not going anywhere. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. And so now she's an accomplice in this. The only reason that um, that my wife didn't go down as much as the other two, because there was a man involved also, was because the um, they were going to kill this dude. They took him out. They drove him out to the country, and they were going to kill him. And she was like, and my wife was like, "Are you guys crazy? Like we we've, we've done enough already. We're in enough trouble." Like there's, we cannot kill the zoo and that, and the victim testified in my wife's defense saying that they wow. would have killed him if it hadn't been for her. And she still went to prison. She got an eight year sentence and had to do two years of that. Wow. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. For, wrong place. For wrong in the house that, wow. that some crazy shit happened. Holy wow. crap, man. Yeah. So yeah, your life, and, and your life like can that change happens every day. Right, your life can change in a heartbeat, and for good or for for the worst. But the, the point I guess I was making is don't be judgmental, because there are too many people who, like me, who forget what bad things they've done in their life and look at people. Oh, he's just a criminal. And I have friends like that that I need to remind. Uh, you know, a guy who uh, who I know uh, when he was a young man. Uh, got really he got he got really uh, beneficial treatment for who he was and the neighborhood he grew up in but if he was somebody else a minority or a poor person or whatever he would have went to jail for a long time but he he ended up never going to jail for any of his crimes but he now is the most judgmental. is he nancy pelosi's husband <laughs> no oh no sorry yeah, no, but uh, he was, you know, dealing PCP and got caught dealing PCP a couple of times, got caught dealing uh, weed, <coughs> probably about uh, five or six times got caught with weed uh, dealing it. And, and this was in the 70s when it was a crime and uh, never spent a, never did a day in real prison, Just spent a couple of days in jail, but got court breaks every time because he was from a privileged neighborhood. And, but now he's my age, and he forgets. He, I have to remind him every time he starts talking about, you know, what a, what a scumbag that kid is. Right. He's a kid. Remember when you were a kid? I remember when you were a kid. Let me remind you of what happened when you were a kid. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. 
when uh when I was in Denver and I got my windows busted out, I had to like I had to really step back and take some perspective because you know, uh, according to the police and what they saw from the cameras and everything, it was just a couple of punk skateboard kids that decided to bust out my windshield and my back window at, you know, at the same time, just, and, and at first I was super, super upset about it, but then I had to remember, you know, when I was young and stupid, man, I did a lot of vandalism and stuff like that for no reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think we all have at one point. I really yeah, yeah. So so the to Cat's point, no, it's not uh court ordered. It's um it's guilt. It's a, it's a guilty conscience. <laughs> and I've I've said that a lot of times because people anytime somebody says, you know, oh you're such a good person. No, I'm doing what? this because I've never was a good person and I'm just trying to uh cleanse a little bit of, of my soul as I possibly can. Yeah, no, I totally understand that though. You know what I mean? Like like wanting to you know want you know when you're when you're able to bless other people, when you're able to help other people, especially people that have been in your situation and maybe, you know, you, you see them going down a path you've been down and right. you want to help them go in a different direction. I mean, those dude, that's the kind of stuff that changes people's lives. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It can be, you know, yeah. Can it, can it go bad and has it gone bad? You know, I, I, I heard you talk about the history, yeah. but at the same time, it can also be the pivotal point that absolutely changes someone forever. You right. know what I mean? And and I never want to deny myself the opportunity to to be able to be that. You know what I mean? And some dude, I forget, I forget all the time, you know, especially because I don't go to 12-step meetings anymore. I used to be huge in the 12-step meetings, you know. Um, and uh uh the one thing that I miss about that more than anything was the fellowship, the helping. Right one another right. when it's difficult you know what i mean but really all you know all i do today is i've shifted that more to my spirituality more to the mental health aspects you know what i mean uh yeah. because i don't have the 12-step recovery program anymore i don't i'm not they don't they don't approve of my medication status uh, you know what i mean I get so it, yeah. You know, yeah you know um were you talking about the the medications making you not who you are i i had a stroke seven years ago you did and, yeah I did. wow um <laughs> and they put me on these stroke medications after and, and it was just, i was bouncing off the walls I, just, I could not stand it i did not like the person i was and that's when yeah. i said i'm just throwing all this shit away and i that's when i got my medical marijuana card <laughs> and cause i hadn't been smoking in years i haven't smoked weed in probably about probably about 10 years at that point and i said you know what i'm good i'm just getting back on the weed the weed uh will do it will calm me down keep me from having a stroke and i, I won't feel like like you know i'm on thorazine like doing the thorazine shuffle oh, dude. i've been yeah. on thorazine it's no fun yeah i haven't been on it but that's how i imagine like the, the stuff they put you on for after you had a stroke the blood thinners and all that stuff yeah. they make you feel like that like i'm just retarded man bouncing off walls and stuff it was not fun at all so wow. i've been i've been through the medication gambit pretty much i mean they've 
they've, they've ran me through by, I mean, you get, I've been seeing psychologists and stuff since I was 12. So at some point or another, I'm like, and I've been working, you know, with counselors on and off all during that time. So wow. like, it, it's, uh, but I can always tell when I'm not keeping up with therapy or whatever, you know what I mean? Because that's when I really start to get, uh, I just can't, I can't be the only one messing around up here. <laughs> Good morning, Jess. It's Good really morning. Early. Yeah. It's really early in California where she is. Uh, I, I, if you missed it, but I was, uh, I gave Kiara an assignment to go check out your reel. I played a little bit of your reel for people this morning and was singing your praises. Uh, really. Yes. And I'm going to mention and it again now. Jesspaul.com, man. Check out the reel. Uh, yes. And if you can, if you have 15 minutes, 12, 15 minutes, something like that, I think it is, check out the entire A Funny Man film. And then there's other, uh, there's, there's lots of, of, of her work there. It, once you go down that rabbit hole, it's really good, very uh, wide range, uh, very versatile actor and uh incredible stuff and uh, i was bringing her up uh last night with morgan quaid because he is a um self-published author a, a, a comic book author and graphic novelist not so much in, he's written 18 novels but that's not his thing with uh, 18 you would think that you call yourself a novelist but he doesn't he doesn't consider himself a novelist but we were going down to crowdfunding stuff this guy was an expert in uh, how crowdfunding works and the best uh, techniques to use and all that stuff. And he crowdfunds all the marketing for all of his stuff. And I mention that because Jess's uh, film that is in, not yet in production, but soon to be in production is crowdfunding. It's called Olivia's Day. And there's a link to that on her site if people want to help help with that. Uh, crowdfunding. W William, is there any use for crowdfunding in, in comedy? Uh, you know what? I mean, I know that some people use it, and I mean, in a way, like Patreon and stuff like that is is kind of like that. And uh, yeah, not the same thing, but it's for... not the same. But but I mean, I think that's more of the vein that comedy goes to, right? You know, for, what like I mean? for a special or or even like you're you're in. Are you still in the production of this music album, or or is that? uh it's okay so i'm i'm waiting on my musicians right now so this is what this is what we decided so we decided to send out my acapellas and so i have a bass guitarist a guitarist and a drummer working on those uh, like tracks off of my acapellas so they can actually write around my voice and not wow so yeah, that's that's what uh, Kiara did with uh, her uh, her album called uh, "Question Everything." It's just <laughs> ba basically she sang into a phone, and I did all the parts. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, that's all yeah. the songs I write. There. That's a short but, album, um, though. We do yeah. we do plan on uh, once once everybody has because uh, I want to do uh, I want to do twelve songs. It's going to be six original, six covers. And so, like, I sent my acapellas of the covers and everything uh, so that they could put their own twists on it and make it their own. Um, yeah. so, Did you look into the legalities of the cover? Because with covers, you have to you have to do it the right way, especially. Right. If you're yeah. Play. And that's uh, that was the idea behind why I wanted to have them do original pieces. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Is yeah. is, is I so I sang them. 
Uh, I sang the acapellas of the covers so that I can go with the changes that I want to have and everything like that, which allows them more room to do stuff different musically. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So <laughs> Craig's writing lyrics for your for your album, uh, Kira. <laughs> uh, what does he say? You oh, see let me it? say. It says, no. uh, "Is the earth flat?" Using foil for your hat. Question. Oh, everything. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Why'd you like that? You flat. I actually, I actually uh, want to buy this hat that says tinfoil on it. That that's Why don't you cool. just get a tinfoil hat? I have one. <laughs> oh, I know you. <laughs> I already have that. Come on. Yeah. It helps me tan. Right. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, William, you could send me a bus ticket, and I'll come down there and play all the parts on your on your album for you. So hey, you can even play ticket. the saxophone. Man, do you ever ride a bus across the country? Heck you can't yeah, even play I have. the skin flute. I've also uh, hitchhiked, dude. I've done, I've done a lot, but I've run, I've done. I ran, greyhound rode a greyhound. First time I went to New Mexico, I rode a greyhound bus, and it was terrible. I mean, it was awful. Uh, I love greyhound. The bathroom starts stinking after, after oh, yeah. like a uh, hundred miles or something, and the whole bus starts to reek. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, listen, sometimes, sometimes if you're on the right bus, there's people that regulate that, and that doesn't happen. You, know? <laughs> hey, I'm you just, can't I'm shit at this time. Wait. Like for real. Early, like if you're in the if you're in the first 30 minutes, first 30, 45 minutes of a bus trip, try going to the back of a bus in the first hour of the trip. You know right. what I mean? If you got the right passengers, they're gonna be somebody that's like, hey, what you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> good, <laughs> like, good. That's like, like this my better be number family. one, sucker. You know what I mean? Like for real. That's my whole family. My whole family. I don't I'm the only one that doesn't do a knock on wood. My mother, my <laughs> aunt, even Matt. They have to go to the bathroom, like, you know, right before we leave and right when we get somewhere. I'm like, but why? We just left the house and went to our destination, and now they have to know where the bathroom is. Wow. Like, well, everyone I mean, in my family. It's Some it's, people, it's nerves, you know what I mean? Like, I've known some nervous shitters in my time. That's know? me. That's yeah. me. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. Nervous, when I have a, nervous shitters. That's I, I, me. Oh. You've never oh heard that God. term before? I mean, oh me? yeah. Like, right dude, I see the comedy shows all the time. Like, like there was this one dude uh named Parker Munson that like dude, like he would show up to the venue hella early, but like you'd <laughs> never see him because he spent like that he, was he'd me be there 40 minutes early, but he spent 35 of that 40 minutes in and out of the bathroom. Yeah. You know I, I think most of my career. Uh, on stage has been able to deny any bodily functions. I've gone, I've done a, a six and a half hour gig without drinking, peeing or any of that stuff. Or, you know, I don't, I think I turned my, my, um, I don't know. I just, I, my mindset is just I mean, so tunnel vision. On, yeah. 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 Well, I don't, I don't pee during our it. gigs. I don't pee. I don't, I think I pee twice a day anyway. But I do, when I was first gigging and doing open mics and stuff, when I first started, my mom was really pushing me to get out there. I do have to say, she was the one who got me into all this. Um, I, I did go to the bathroom like 18 times before I got up there. I wow. really, it was bad. I was very nervous. I'm not as nervous anymore, but some, some days, it depends where we are. I'll get nervous and have to go to the bathroom. Um, little... did, 
Like do real- you talk? Do you talk to her or, or not? No. You never, oh, so you don't know why why she doesn't like me? <laughs> I don't know why she doesn't like me. I, I don't care. I'm not one of these people who who wants everybody to like me. Yes, but I, you do. I want no. I want to know when people don't like me. Why? I'm always curious about that. You but never I, get I'm, that I'm answer. Fine I, I usually I'm usually pretty sure why. <laughs> I have tried. I have tried for a long time. <laughs> To figure out why she doesn't like me, you know, well, like when you my, say my... you're pretty sure why. Wait, what do you mean? You you you, uh, okay, you did so, something to piss them off? On. Yeah, no, like usually said something or at the wrong time or whatever or was insensitive in some way. You know, that's usually why people don't like me. Um, but uh, people don't realize that I say a lot of things just to ruffle feathers you know what i, I mean know. Like, yeah me too i'm always that way like i say stuff all the time i don't mean and like yeah. uh i'm sure i was pissing people off with the monkey pox stuff a couple of weeks ago but yeah. and I, I i get addicted to it and and once i'm I, i'm like at very the gig, weird yeah i was mentioning their- that to, yeah like they, once i get into something it becomes part of my dna they and put their fork down they put their I, fork I, down every time they and then they'd put their fork down and I was like, please eat. You know, it's okay. He's just uh he can't stop himself. Definitely a character flaw. I need to be able to kind of yeah, tell, no, tell a joke I, I, once and let it go. I think it's been damaging <laughs> to myself on more than one occasion. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, especially in show business, man, because uh uh you know, um show business especially is is very left wing and um and i i don't know i wouldn't i'm an independent you know what i mean but at the same time i say stuff that in my opinion i say stuff that should equally offend both sides but it seems like the left is more when is the left not offended they're always right exactly like uh one of the best books i ever read was the joy of hate by greg goopfield and uh and and it really talked about the intolerance of the tolerance movement you know yes. what i mean and um yes. to me to me like a perfect example and i don't know if you caught it in the chat earlier but when we were talking about transgenders you know and i i'm all about people being who they want to be or whatever but um but i find it very very interesting that you can't be who you want to be if you want to be an athlete in that situation you know what I mean? Now, now that's a big hubbub and a problem. But what happened to oh, living your truth and everything like that? People don't people don't want me to point out that stuff. They get they get mad at me and right. shut me down and just and like that's why I like to preface it with like no, I I think you should be able to be whoever you want to be. But then at the same time, if you're going to say we accept you for who you say you are. Well, if this is who they say they are, why can how can you say they can't do that? Well, you, you mean in sports? Mean? You know what? Uh, I, my take on that is, I think a lot of people, and I uh, a lot of people were saying women who trans women who are now men is that uh, oh go no trans no it's more women, so trans men who were biological males who are now identifying as right. women getting in women's sports and just I dominating. think they I think they dis. Uh, discount how how 
really, really athletic. Some women, I know women who could kick right, my ass. Yeah. I know women who could kick both our ass at the same time. For real, the, dude, the best fighter mean- I ever saw in my life was a four foot eight uh, woman who took on not just uh, like four different guys in the bar, but when the cops came in, the cops couldn't su- subdue her. One guy hit her with a pool cue. Big dude, like swung on with a pool cue. She kept going. She was yeah. the best fighter in the bar that night. Well, so, my first wife was probably the baddest chick I've ever seen. She took out three dudes one night on the street corner, and if you'd have blinked, you'd have missed it. She knocked <laughs> all three of them out like, in a matter of seconds, and I was like yeah so uh it amazes me how many like do you know i don't know how many guys you know think that they could kick ronda rousey's ass but i i know a number of guys that fully believe that they would win a fight against ronda rousey and i'm like are you out of your freaking mind kick your head off Yeah. yeah just because and they think that solely solely because she's a woman i'm like you're out of your freaking gore it looks you know I mean? it looks easy on television. Right. It's it's, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. But I do I do agree that there there're going to be people who take advantage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. that that's really more so what they're talking about. I know that that swimmer was a big controversy because like they weren't even really ranked as a man, but then they transgendered and that's just pretty stupid. Them. If you're gonna just do it for a gold medal, if if you're gonna change your gender just for a gold medal, I think you need some some psychological. Counsel. I think that men are biologically <laughs> stronger and should stay out of women's sports. I like the picture of the transgender man on the first, you know, he got first place and then in third place was an actual woman with a baby on her hip received. Right. Uh-oh. Now we'll- I won't be able to hear you guys. That's Damn right. it. Can't hear? Why can't Damn you hear it. us? I'll be right back. Hello? All right. Oh, we're my not- God. Let's, let- <laughs> let's not let her back in the room. Uh-huh. <laughs> just just keep her. No, that's, that'd be so wrong. She'd be so hurt. Dean says uh, his friend is a uh, trans MMA fighter. Now, trans which way? Uh right. Yeah, uh, it always confuses. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Um, Dude, I mean, my thing is, my thing. Okay, the my question, my question is, is if you're gonna say that that we need to be accepting of, of people and we need to allow people to, but why do we have to accept their, it? We don't have. Don't to interrupt. What? <laughs> Oh, but see that. Okay. So the question is, is if we're supposed to accept people as they identify, then how can we limit that? You know what I mean? To me, you can't have, you can't have both. You can't say that we have to be inclusive and accept everyone as, as they identify and, and then say, well, but your identity, you're identifying in a wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, but that's totally what happens, you know? And whenever you disagree, like, it just gets completely shut down most of the time. And I don't understand why, why people can't just disagree. Because they know they're wrong in a way. They know they're wrong in a way and they have to try and get everyone on their side. How about this? My, uh, my proposal would be to do away with sports altogether because it's a, Freaking archaic 
ridiculous way to spend your life is watching other people play games. So and while, while they make money, <laughs> yeah, then right? gonna, you go out and distract us about the real problems of the country. Then, yeah, right. Well, right. you go out millions and play of, games. Go out, and, go out, go out and exercise for your own self, and uh, and yeah. don't don't you know. Hey, right. do you know uh, that Jerry Seinfeld joke where he says we're just rooting for the jersey, not the guy? Because once the guy changes right. teams, we don't like absolutely. that guy anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they're making millions right. of dollars while we're sitting on our asses. I, I'm not a sports person, uh, never been. As a Cubs I'm, fan, I'm a I just want to say Anthony Rizzo is a perfect example of that. I'm heartbroken right now. It uh, it it like it pains me to see him in a Yankee jersey. Like it literally, like, like I saw an image of that yesterday on Facebook, and I nearly had a cardiac. Okay, Aww. as a lifelong Cubs fan, that hurt. That hurt mm. so bad. Well, mm. that's why I gave up sports. Uh, when I gave up sports, September twenty eighth, two thousand eight, uh, at eleven p.m. <laughs> uh, Is that right? Yes. Is that right? I gave up sports because I realized it was affecting my life, and I, I had an emotional attachment that was just really—it <laughs> was—it was ridiculous. That's and it was, and it was, football. my teams would lose, and I would be a miserable person, and and right. reflect that. And I thought, this is not who I am. I don't want to be mean to my wife <laughs> or kids because my team lost. And if I am. Right. There's something wrong with me. This is a, a dangerous It's like drug. idol worship. Right. It's like right. you worship yeah. these people. For real. It's disgusting. For real. Even celebrities. Um, That's why I don't pay attention to anything that goes on in the mainstream media. It's all about, like, stupidness. Yeah, I did fantasy football for, like, three or four years. And then, like, I was sick. I, was, I got invited to a league again. And uh, I started thinking about all the time that I invested in managing right. my team and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, there's so much other stuff uh, I could be doing with that time. And I was right. just like, I'm not doing that anymore. You know what right. I mean? I'm Do you have a bucket list? No. Me? <laughs> Either one of you. Do you have a bucket list? Things yeah, that you want to do before you die do. that, yeah, yes. like what? Like skydiving and what? And abreasting well, alligators? Go, <laughs> yeah, skydiving. I want to go, um, I want to go in the cage and see a great white up close. Uh, don't chum the waters though. Jeez. Kill you. Yeah. Um, you're not getting, you're not getting me in no cage for a shark. That's, that's not yeah. happening. Yeah, no, you could see a great rights uh, up close right now. Just get your father to take you out on out in the ocean on that. He doesn't take me out on the boat. He says I get up too late. Now, I so <laughs> first of all, I've seen videos with you out on his boat. So no, uh, those I, were I'm years ago. That's years ago. Uh, Recently, so get, get your butt up and go. <laughs> I'm doing the podcast. What am I supposed oh. to do? Podcast from the boat. What's his number? What What's his number? I'll call him right now and tell him he's got to take you out on the boat. Um, no, okay, there was a, a there was a great white off the co off the coast just last week. So I mean, you could definitely go out and see. It. There's not I a lot of them. I want to see it in the water. I want to, but through a cage. You want to get in the water with them. I want to get that, in the water with them. That's crazy. That's just that crazy. Is crazy. That's yeah. Yeah. Grab the, the dorsal fin. <laughs> so, uh, well, once that's once what you want to do in college. Then I want to do like. Bit, like crazy shit like I, you know jump off buildings and shit like that and try everything every drug I mean? <laughs> just kidding 
like some Sorry. of those like zip line things that go I've for done like zip lining. dude some of the like like the laying down like i've seen one where you like <laughs> lay down flat and like you're it's basically like you're flying on this zip line that would be pretty cool i did I a zip line where, where the, the weight limit was a uh, 250 pounds and i weighed in at 249 and a half pounds and they put me on it and they're like yeah, <laughs> you're gonna go really fast i was like a rocket and, there, awesome. and there's a guy at the uh, a guy at the other end who's supposed to stop you i went right through him I, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, like a rocket ship but um yeah so i don't know i at this point I kind of think about what I would want to do. You know, I've, there's so many experiences I've never had, but I don't think I really want to have them. Like skiing, right. downhill skiing, snow, snow skiing. <laughs> yeah. I think I never it, for me, before. it would just be falling down a mountain. Because. <laughs> and, and yeah. Well, I, the skis would get lost pretty quickly. I mean, I'd start on skis, but like, uh, yeah, I'd fall on my side and then tumble over, and then it would be okay. The trick is don't cross your skis. If you if you keep your if you keep your ankles locked and don't cross your skis, you'll pretty much be all right. Yeah. But, but I'm like, pigeon toed. I'm pigeon toed. Right. But if you in. if you it's cross your happen. skis. If you cross your skis, you're going to be in trouble. And it's what about hurt. hitting things like rocks or uh, trees or whatever it happens to be Body. under the snow? I mean, if you're going down the right hill, is like like start simple. You know what I mean? Go down the wide open hill that doesn't have those things. Well, that you doesn't sound I mean? like fun. Hold on, I got the guy again. Here he comes. What's what guy? The, oh what my guy? gosh. He's what cutting guy? the grass. Dead guy. He's oh, the guy. The grass. Cutting the grass. Go out and Not interview him. I'm Take in my f- underwear. I oh, can't get up. Then definitely go out and interview him. Yeah. <laughs> he'll stop. He'll stop. No, he'll be like, Whoa! he'll run away. <sighs> no. Come on, bro. Um, wait, I was going to say something about skiing. Oh, Matt. Uh, Matt's a triple black diamond skier, right? So he's like all into it. He wants to take me skiing, but he doesn't have patience for me. Like he doesn't want to do the, the rabbit. What is it called? The rabbit the hills? Bunny hill, what, yeah. The bunny hills, whatever the hell yeah. they are. What so is a he, triple black diamond? What does that I don't mean? Know. It's just, it's I, like different degrees of of like a black belt in skiing. Kind of, yeah. You know what I mean. He he can he's he's more he's more like he could go down something that had a bunch of trees and zigzag or whatever. You know what I mean. But why do you want to ski where there's trees? That the accidents happen. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, yeah, you want me? Yeah, you want me to to work up to to the point where I can Sunny ski bone. through. Through trees that when you hit them they don't move you do like your body's just kind of split right, like yeah, why no, do I, I want to do that no, i'm not doing no. that yeah is that what sunny bono did he crashed into a tree on his way yeah down? i'm pretty sure he, he crashed yeah. into a tree skiing wow i don't know why i know stuff like that. okay so i know tons of stuff like that like and i don't even <laughs> like really know that i know it until somebody said something and then bam like play, like if you watch jeopardy with me it's it's crazy like my roommates in prison would would often be flabbergasted by the answers that I knew. They'd be like, "How do you know that?" I'd be like, "I have no idea." Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Why? Well, why did you retain that? Is a better question. It's like why? why right. Uh, and and I somebody can't said what that I ate yesterday. Like, That's important. <laughs> I got to remember that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's really- no. And like, and it's it's weird. And but movies and stuff like that are really. Um, 
Like I have a weird memory that if I like even stuff that I haven't seen, like I can walk in and see a movie for like two seconds and tell you what it is, even if I haven't seen it a lot of times. Like right. and movies in the nineties and early two thousands is like it's like it, not me. It, yeah, it's weird. Oh, I can oh no old movies. I can't you know anything after like nineteen ninety five or something. I wouldn't know any of the movies. Right, um, yeah, because you, you get busy with life. You know what I mean? It, like, yeah, I'm just pop, cult, I, I, pop culturally um, just out of it. I don't know right. any, you know, like anything that's There's no culture. What culture? It's all I, I do think that garbage. that's part of the problem. You know, because yeah. uh, as a comedian, like I've been thinking about like doing more impressions or whatever, because I actually can do a lot of different voices and stuff like that. But I was thinking, I literally was sitting down the other day saying to myself, who's even an iconic actor to impersonate at this time? Tell me yeah. who. Tell tell me who Nobody. is worth all... impersonating that's not from the 90s or the 80s right. or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Because like, am I really still stuck doing Jack Nicholson or Nicolas Cage or <laughs> you know what I mean? Am right. I really stuck? Because tell me who is an iconic actor for me to impersonate that everybody's right. going to know who the hell I'm talking about in an audience yeah. or at least the majority of them. There's hey, not there's not one. The Rock. The Rock. Okay, sure. Maybe The Rock. Everything. But who got the eyebrows for that? You know what I mean? That's the problem there. It's like, because, yeah, exactly. See, I can't do a equal eyebrow thing. I don't, my eyebrows don't function in that way. Yeah, but they, they ran out of actors. That's why they use The Rock and everything. In it's everything. like every kind of movie there is, The Rock yeah. is in it. Is right. that true? I wouldn't know. I Again, I, I'm every so movie. out of touch that I wouldn't even know. I'm so sick of him. Every movie. I mean, you know, it'd yeah. be interesting to see what, like, his IBDM or whatever is, uh, because he probably has been in, like, just a ton of stuff. I'm totally looking it up right Here now. he comes. <laughs> I, Here he I comes. think it's IMDB. You got me when <laughs> I was like, what? IDBM? No. Or, I, yeah, you I, know, I am, I, Internet I Movie Database. So. Yeah. yeah. I had yeah. to think about that. <laughs> Here he comes. I'll talk right, you know. I speak two languages, English and bad English. You know? Right. So, uh, what's going on with you though? L.A. Why aren't you going going out to L.A. Oh, soon? Or, well, or... Okay. Why am I not going? Because I can't afford to go to L.A. Is why I can't go to L.A. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I got a new job, and it requires me to be on site. I do have some shows locally going on in Albuquerque at this new venue called the Hall. Um, got that, Craig. Local. Craig yeah. is the only person I think we have from Albuquerque in our audience. Dude, and it's super cool. It's a 420-friendly spot. You can bring your own bud and smoke in there. You can bring your own flower. You Holy can do that. It's a dab bar, so you, you can get set up for dabs and stuff in there. Uh, it's What really does dab, dab mean? Help me. What is dab? Uh, <laughs> no, That's what that I thought. That. Yeah, yeah, no, not that. No, uh, <laughs> a dab bar is uh, dabs are uh, like a concentrate of THC. Um, it's um, and you you gotta like you put it in. Uh, God, I forget what they call it. Like it's not a bubbler, but they put it in this um, glass bowl and they heat it up real good. And, and it's like they're really if you get it at the premium temperature, you get the best hit or whatever. But it's a concentrated form of THC. Um, it's a little bit thicker than oil. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's like a, um, a it's a wax is also kind of like dab. Wouldn't that yeah. also be? Yeah. So uh, I'm just anyway, old school. I, they, they got, 
if you're I, not good at it yourself, they have people that will set you up. And actually, really cute girls will actually give you your dabs. It's really cool. I know. So. I can't even picture the day when I have to learn new technology just to get high. Uh, when I <laughs> right, yeah, I'm like you do it because I'm gonna. Mess what happened it up. to you regular I mean? weed? I mean, you, you can't. can't. Buy well, and you can weed. do that. You can. Uh, they don't sell flour at this location. It's just a dab bar, but you can bring your own flour in and roll up and smoke. They don't care. Like, like. But it's you totally... can't even find regular weed. It's all got crystals and flavors, and it's. I... I'm. Yeah, but I mean, I love going to dispensary. Weed. Like, I mean, dude, for real, <laughs> like. I, like the dispensary is probably my favorite place. <laughs> you know, in New York, it's just so weird. It's like because it's legal here, but you can't buy it anywhere. But uh, somebody told me last week they were buying it. Uh, I guess the store just doesn't care about the law where he was buying it last week when Jackie was on. Same day Jackie was on. Uh, but um, let, we played outdoors at an outdoor gig on Saturday night, and somebody was smoking it big time in this Someone's place. Someone's I mean, always a, smoking when we're playing. I yeah, mean, outdoors. All the time. You know, even indoor places, we, I've smelled it at. But it's just weird that, you know, it's legal, but you're not. it's like supposed to be like cigarettes. You're not supposed to smoke it in a uh, crowded Yeah, there's place certain like settings. That. That were, like the, this hall, The like part of what they got to do is they got to, like all the windows have to be covered it can't be visible from the street you know what i mean so but it's really not, like it's like an art gallery it's really swanky it's super i just super i just nice picture when you open it all the all the smoke just comes out it's like yeah, yeah. it's like a hot <laughs> at box. some it's point like, they gotta open the windows and get some fresh yeah. <laughs> yeah no i mean people come in and out of course and there's a back door and everything but uh, it's a super nice setup, and the shows are free. The comedy shows, they're going to be doing comedy shows uh, every other Friday, and then they do what's called karaoke uh, every other Thursday. So, Ooh. like, whatever. What, karaoke? Karaoke, dude. Karaoke is, like, all the rage around here. It's like an open mic karaoke it, 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 uh, combination. So they'll do karaoke most of the night, but... Once four or five comics show up, uh, then they'll do an open a comedy open mic, and then probably go back to karaoke for a little bit, depending on how long the mic goes. You know what's freaking but, me yeah, out? It's pretty- um, huh. I've just become aware of this on TikTok. You know how uh, people will do lip syncing uh, uh, to somebody else's song. So you have a pop song, and some girls just sitting there making believe she's singing it. Right, people are doing that with comedy now. Lip syncing oh, yeah. yeah, comedy, they do, they do it a lot. Lip syncing to comedy albums, like so. Yeah. It's not you're not you're not even telling somebody else's jokes. You're just standing there while something else is playing and making believe sad. you're saying it. I mean, there's so a kid. Sad. There's a there's a kid. There's a young kid that usually makes videos with his dad. That he does that a lot, and it's pretty entertaining. But you know the kid puts a lot of character into it. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, a small you know, kid. I could see how I would watch that for a minute or so. A monkey. Right. I, I would watch a chimp doing it. A chimp yeah. like <laughs> George, George Collins. Yeah. <laughs> Occupation fool or something or. Something I mean, I do some Bill Cosby jokes sometimes, but that's usually because nobody cares if you steal from a sex offender. Right. Yeah. 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 I in prison. Right. Yeah, you know, I brought the uh, uh, the thing up about Norm last week because Norm's uh, not so special special. He's saying right. some pretty transphobic things 
in that the same kind of stuff that Chappelle got in trouble for, but because Norm's dead, nobody cares that he, that he said. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean if, you, if you're dead, you can get away with it. <laughs> well, what are they going to say? What I mean, you know, I yeah, mean, don't watch it. Or the, but they could go after. And I'm not saying they should. I'm not. I don't think right. anybody should ever go after comedians for what they say. Uh, just if you don't like it, change the channel. Don't go to see it. Whatever. Um, right. But uh, the same stuff that Chappelle was getting hell for, and it's Netflix, and it's still on Netflix. Right. The the Norm special is saying the same kind of content is not getting any pushback from that same community, which is, to me is inconsistent. You know, and I don't. I'm not saying please don't go uh, boycotting the Netflix because of the Norm special. That's not what I'm saying. It just seems odd that it's okay for one person, it's not okay for another person, dead or not. I, mean, I I I deleted my Netflix when they came out with the uh, he's pregnant or whatever he's expecting. I oh. I definitely was like I'm done here. What was <laughs> there, done. wasn't there a movie uh, back he's in the nineties? Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Oh Junior, yeah, yeah, with uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah. yeah, but that was that was done as a as a comedy, you know, something yeah. outrageous that can never happen. Not some guy who wants to be pregnant, you know. So it's definitely like we're done. <laughs> Why? I would think as a as a mother and a woman who's gone through that, I I would take pleasure in in seeing a male have to go through the delivery process. Like as right. a mother and, and a woman <laughs> who has you know who um who has four children, you don't want to see a man you know, take that away. I mean, women have it hard and, you know, we should be proud of who we are and what take we Take away? I, I like That to me doesn't sound like something you, you'd want. That's the hardest part of being it a sound, woman, I think, it's, it's, is having to pass a watermelon through your uh, little thing there. And and so, you know, oh yeah, you think it's easy being a woman? <laughs> no, I think, I think the hardest part of being a woman is dealing with trashy men that constantly say terrible things to you. Yes, that's hard too. Definitely. Right. <laughs> I would have to say goodbye to governors right now. Goodbye, time, governors. Time goodbye, goes governors. by fast. Governors. Say goodbye uh, to my landscaper. Goodbye, landscaper. Knock them dead Who's comedy with Tony out. and Sally is coming up on governors. We are about to say goodbye to you. Thank you, governors, for this morning. Be with us again tomorrow morning. Uh, and uh, I forget who's on tomorrow morning, but I got somebody good tomorrow morning. And <laughs> check, check in then and find out. I don't know. Bye for now. My God. He's been cutting the same blade of grass for about a half hour. He's, He's looking at you in your underwear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> really? No, uh, no. Yeah. So that's anybody else got anything? Oh, you know, I, I, I didn't mention this. I think I did mention this earlier in the program. Uh, I don't think I told you that Friday I had a, a gig in the psych ward. Yeah. At, uh, and it was uh, demonic screaming. When I got there, uh, they they wouldn't let me in because there was an incident, and they had to. There were like ten cops and uh, orderlies and all this stuff oh, trying to take man. somebody out who was having a psychotic breakdown. So I had to wait. And then when they finally got that in, the gig started a little bit late. They put me in this little room with like eight or ten um, mental patients, and I'll play in. And then ten minutes in. I somebody in the room started to have that same kind of losing, and I said, "Is this no? This is the first time we've ever had this happen, like like 
just kind of it's never happens. I've but, been that guy. Honestly, yeah. I've been that guy. Like I, uh, I actually got tased when I was at a mental ward uh, a couple of years ago because wow. I was like, I was really set on wanting to go home. Uh, I wanted to leave so that I could go kill myself. I was, I was sick of the treatment. I wasn't buying into it. And I was like, you know what? You should just let me go so I can go and do what I got to go do. And obviously they're not going to let me go if I'm talking like that. You right. know what I mean? And, and uh, so I was just flipping out. And the more they tried to calm me down, the more upset I got. And I literally got into a state where I was like, I could not control my behavior. Like, right. like, like basically I let my thoughts spin to the point where, where like, like I knew what an ass I was being and I couldn't stop myself from being that ass. You yeah. know what I mean? And Did they have when to sedate you? When the yeah, oh yeah, when the sheriff the sheriff showed up and they're like, "Listen, if you don't gotta if you don't calm down, we're gonna have to tase you." And I was like, "You're not gonna fucking." Do it. And then they tased me, and I was so amped up that I ripped the first the first charge. I ripped it out. Um, there there was nice. it was in my thigh and in my side, and I just grabbed them and just ripped them right out. And one of the other sheriffs was like, he pulled them, and then they fired two, and I stretched out like a ballerina, and like, like so they can shock because this is what I was gonna go with this because you know the shock the gay out of people. This is the, the you know, people thing using. <laughs> electroshock therapy and i said well if you can shock the gay out of people you can shock the gay into people so Perhaps. they shocked the gay into you when they made maybe, you a ballerina maybe because that that is when i became more okay with ass play so th there could be a correlation uh, wow that... <laughs> so i had to i had to that was, so, that was I, if that were true i would be gay by now because i oh, do I've held I, so many nine volts to my tongue to check them. This was the oh, way you used to check a, a battery's. Uh, I used to hook myself up to a battery charger back in my acid days, but that was like, why? Because I was insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't know what else to tell you. The, the night, remember when I mentioned a little while ago that the nineties were crazy for me? Yeah, yeah. I right. mean, crazy, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Like my like the seventies were for me, I guess. Oh my uh, god! Like I'm like, dude, the stories of me in the nineties are absolutely unbelievable. Like I took a month's supply of Paxil one time just to see what would happen. Like it was like I was popping pills, I was drinking all the time, and I was doing whatever I wanted to do, and there was nothing anybody was gonna do or say or tell me. It was bananas. And Got hit with the sleeping stick. Well, that's kind of like electroshock therapy, the, the sleeping yeah. stick. Uh, Christine is all the way uh, in a whole other uh, part of the world. Denmark? I think Denmark. Is that like the, the shock stick from Demolition Man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the shock stick. No, um, it's just, she she gets uh, nappy. You know, I've I got this uh, thing going on now with me where uh, I never had it before. Is I don't get enough sleep ever. I never feel like I've get gotten enough sleep ever. Well, you're always doing something. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, there's a certain part of the day where it just hits me. It's like I gotta take a. I get a 
a <laughs> must-take-a-nap time of day. It's like 1.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. It's like, if I don't take a nap right now, and it's generally just a 15-minute nap, but if I don't, I'm going to fall asleep right where I am. It, that, it's, it's very strange. And it, I think I, I am, this is the, um, you know, the the beginning of the end for me. It, it, it feels like, Okay, this is this officially old now. I'm ready. I'm get. I'm preparing myself. It's cute for, for the home I mean, and the jello. You, you still have great control of your bladder, though, from what you say. So I, I think yeah. you're all right because that's like I don't necessarily have to nap, but uh, like I only I have one time where I can go. Okay, I can wait to go to the bathroom. And then the second time, I have about 90 seconds to find a bathroom. Like, if I deny myself going to the bathroom one time, I better find one, like, right away the next time. Or I'm in trouble. Like, Yeah. Yeah, no, Christina, you, Christina, you, Christina no, can you, relate, you, you, but she's not even nearly as old as I am. And she can really, she sleeps longer, but doesn't realize it's about to happen. It's kind of, I used to have a, a guy in a band who had narcolepsy. Uh, oh, and yeah. we, we would be just having a conversation. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. And, and just fall yeah. asleep in the middle of a sentence like that. I worked know? with a guy in prison that was like that. He was, um, I worked in the wheelchair shop and he was one of the upholstery guys. And you would see, you'd go by and he would be like in mid cut with a scissor, just out, just wow. out like a light. Like, wow. Ridiculous. Dang, so somebody like that should never drive. No, uh, yeah. uh, I don't think I'm pretty sure if you have like um, I'm pretty sure that if you're narcoleptic and you've had I'm pretty sure they're limited on driving. Kind of like yeah, but it goes undiagnostic sometimes. Sure, um, of course it does. Yeah, you ever fall asleep behind the wheel? Like you're f- completely out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> That yes. like I mean I've traveled a lot so like uh, if I if I not out uh, I'm pulling over you know what I mean yeah like, yeah like, no yeah. I've done that a lot too and uh, you know back in the day when I would travel uh, you know to play with music and stuff I'd be on the road late at night all the time yeah. windows open you know slapping myself yeah. in the face nothing's yeah. working and yeah. um, Mikey one time on uh, on his way home he he fell asleep and was doing like 80 miles an hour and hit a parked car and Dude, his, air, his airbag came out and that's the only thing that saved him the airbag came out and right. hit him in the face but yeah. um i i was wow. actually on an interstate uh somewhere i think between amarillo and new mexico and um woke up with a semi like coming right at me, headlights in my eyes, woke up like, oh my God, and drove off into a ditch and kind of tumbled over in the ditch and we ended up right side up and said, I think I better go get some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're lucky, dog. Yeah, I know. Wow. So, yeah, those, and I mean, you can I absolutely die like that That's way. why anytime I feel myself not like that, I just, I just, I get off at the next stop because, because it's so dangerous. It's yeah. so like like because it can happen just and even uh, especially driving at night. Uh, you're talking about you know you could run into a deer, you could run into uh, a whole bunch of stuff. You know what you I mean? Can, you could definitely kill somebody or a pedestrian if you fall. Yeah, asleep. yeah, definitely. That's, that's yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, but like I know like the scariest things for me. You know, I thank God that I don't drink and drive. I don't even drink anymore. But, like, I used to drink and drive like crazy. And I'm, 
Like I'm so thankful that I never killed anyone or hurt anyone. Yeah. Like I like I don't know if you've ever come out of a blackout because I used to drink and do methamphetamine. So like I would get so drunk that wow. I would black out. But because I also did methamphetamine, usually if you black out, you fall asleep and you wake up the next day or whatever. But if you're on all hopped up on methamphetamine, you come out of a blackout and it's like the world opens up through a little hole. And one day I came out of a blackout and I'm doing 60 down the shoulder on the wrong side of the road. I was 17. You know what I mean? Wow. And I, I flipped out. And Hack, I, Hack says you seem like you, you seem fun. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yo, okay, listen, my life, my life is a cautionary tale. Okay. Like, yeah, like I what, what I was in my teens and my twenties, I don't, I don't suggest for anybody. I thank God that I lived through it and I got some crazy stories because of it. And there's stories that I don't really talk about that much, but like my life was absolutely insane because like, I, I grew up in in a very uh, a, uh, a very abusive place and uh, normal was not a thing for me. So like when I saw right. all this crazy stuff in movies and stuff like that, I was like, oh, and I lived balls to the wall. I was that guy that did whatever he wanted to do. And if you had something to say about it, we could go fight right now. And like, I lived like that for a number of years. And, uh, you know, by the time I ended up in prison, I don't know how I had a single freaking friend. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Because, because I was so toxic in every kind of way, you know what I yeah. mean? Because I just grew up to believing that I could do whatever I wanted to do. And if there was something you were going to say about it, well, we could settle that right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and, uh, it's no way to live. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but, it's funny because you, I think you were the first comedian I've ever had on who had been to prison. But in that, and since that time that you first came on, I think I probably have had 10 or 15 comedians who've gone to prison now. And it's, <laughs> it's, it seems kind of odd to me that uh, I guess jail, jail kind of can make you want to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> well, I did stand-up before I went to jail. That uh, right, really that's helped. right. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, and, you know, and it was my friends that pushed me into it. My friends, you know, because I had all these crazy stories. Because when I first started doing stand-up, like, I didn't even know what joke structure was. I didn't know about setups and punchlines. I just went up on stage and I told stories about my life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I didn't even tell jokes. Right. And, it, to be honest with you, it feels like the more I tell jokes, the less successful I tend to be. I don't know why that is. So right. I feel like maybe I should just start telling more of my stories and whatever. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I want to say, Hack, you, you missed earlier in the show when I talked about all the crimes I committed and don't get caught. Because he says, ah, he got caught. That that got it. The cautionary tale is don't get caught. I was talking about all the, all the crime I committed. And I was right. fortunate to never get caught, so I, I I could never be judgmental against anybody who's uh, really been caught. Because well, and I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to say this. So uh, as far as ratio goes, I'd say I'd say only being arrested six or seven times in my life when I was like committing felonies on a daily for years of my life. I'd say that's a pretty good ratio. I mean. <laughs> 
Oh, um, but yeah. but actually, this brings up a solid point, and and I want to I want to bring this up because this is actually super super important. I think when I got sentenced for my armed robbery in two thousand seven, I'll never forget the what the judge told me. He said to me, he said, Mister Conway, what I see with you is something that is most concerning. What I see with you is what I call the evolution of crime. You are arrested every few years. And every time you're arrested, you're arrested for something worse than the time before. So it leads me to believe, not that you go long periods of time without committing crimes, but that you go long periods of time committing crimes and not getting caught. Right, And so I'm going to give you a sentence so that you understand that this is not how you're supposed to live your life. And he gave me 15 years in the state penitentiary. Wow. Wow. Man. Yeah, I told you, I I think I brought it up last week where I was uh, sentenced to 10 years (laughs) for a speeding ticket. But it was, I was standing in court. I didn't hear well. And I stood up when they called Michael Nappy instead of, I thought I heard Matt Napo. Right, and, right. Uh, <laughs> but but that, that moment when he said 10 years, I could still feel it now. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know that they mixed up traffic, traffic tickets and, and. Oh, it's all, yeah, uh, it's all together. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, yeah. especially if That's it's early crazy. on. But yeah. um, judge had some skills, is what he I did. He it. did. Yeah. Those words stuck with me, and yeah. and I mean, honestly, those words like were really what started me taking the look at myself. You know what I mean? Because up to that point, I spent a lot of time blaming my upbringing, blaming the way I grew up, blaming this, blaming that, you know, and I had to, at at some point, I am now responsible for my behavior. I cannot continue to say that this is just a response to, to how I was raised. This is just who I am. I have to be accountable for, for my conduct. I'm a grown ass man. And if I'm not willing to take accountability to that, I'm never going to grow as a person and I'm never going to be better. All right. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, maybe besides the stand up comedy, maybe you should be given some motivational talks to some youth in in, in schools and stuff like that. I would love to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, the only, you know, the only thing I can't do with that reef leaf behind you. I know. See, that's what, you know, but here's, (laughs) And here's my here's my problem with that is it is that I'm not the kind of person who hides, you know. Uh, I'm not the kind of person who conceals the truth. I know. You know what I mean? I like, know. It, yeah, I'm it, same it, way. It's like that's um, why I'm very open about all my past indiscretions. And, and unfortunately, it seems like it hampers a lot of my opportunities. Um, but but I'm not gonna not be 100. You know what I mean? If you we live in a very judgmental world, and so if you've made mistakes in the past, you're gonna, and that's why kind of the theme of today. I think you know, uh, I think anybody out there who gets on this high horse and judgmental, just remember, we know, (laughs) we know that you. We know what you did last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what you've done. You got away with it. You didn't get caught, and I think that's part of you know. 
we've all done shit that's been illegal. I th- I don't know me. No, I don't know anybody that I know for a fact has never committed a crime in their life. I I really don't. I I, I think. I mean, I, I probably know a couple people. Like I I think there's a couple teachers I had that I can't even imagine. I doubt it. Ah, uh, you have no idea. Yeah, teachers they, are probably the worst. Everyone's yeah. a sinner. It's in right. different ways. Yep. I mean, I it's it's uh nobody's perfect. What, what was that? What was that movie where like there was a teacher that was going out on a Wednesday night or whatever, and they're like, "Don't you have school tomorrow?" She's like, "I'll just show a video." Like, <laughs> wow. like yeah. that's what that was about. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So exactly. uh, plug plug stuff. You got stuff coming up or now? I do. I have a show on the 17th in Albuquerque at the Hall, that venue that I was telling you about. That is a free show. Um, uh, you can. Uh, I'll definitely have something posted on my Facebook about it. Uh, I do have some shows coming up in July 29th. I will be in Sioux Falls at the Icon. And then I have August 6th or no, uh, July 30th. I'll be in Valley Springs, South Dakota, and then July 6th, or not July 6th, August 6th, sorry, uh, I'll be in Sioux City at um, wow. Whiskey Dicks. I'm going to be, so a, I'm going to play. When you're going up there, you're driving up there? or you, you, you... Yeah, we're going to take a trip. Me and my wife are going to take a trip back to the Midwest. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm hoping the gas prices are, are a little more reasonable by, by August 6th or whatever. Whenever yeah, and I mean, the middle of, of the country is usually where the prices are better. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that helps also. It usually It's insane because I, I was thinking about that the other night, like for road Road dog comics and guys who were just driving around in vans and stuff. Yeah. This is, this is, uh, it's, well, and not, I'm, it's hard I'm definitely enough. trying to schedule more shows as I'm back there because to offset the cost. Cause yeah, it's, uh, and if we didn't have like family and st- if I had to, if we had to pay like hotel costs and stuff, right. I don't think we could do it at all. Right. You know what I mean? The fact that we have family and friends to stay within the area is probably what makes it even possible. Right. You know? Right. Uh, because otherwise I, it just wouldn't be financially viable and it barely is at this point anyway, but that's kind of where my biggest following is. So if I don't, if I don't go and do shows for those fans, then I'm, I'm really, I'm taking the wind out of my sails more and more. And that's the last thing I want to do. All right. Well, this has been fun today. Come back again next week. I'll get uh, or or with you know a week or ten days or so. I'll send you some dates. Come on back. It's been it's been fun, and we'll catch up again some more. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. I love your show, man. I love listening. Uh, I listen a lot. <laughs> well, try yeah. you just try to tune out whenever Kiera's on, just like most people do. Whenever she comes on, you see the numbers just drop. Oh, the numbers man. in the audience. Uh, whatever. I'm like, oh, this flat earth Jesus girl. Oh, my God. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, whatever. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Story we'll, of my I'm life. Let, I'm letting you out, and then I'm saying bye to William. So, uh, you let me out first? You want you All want right. me to say bye to him first? No. You want to leave. You want to go uh, show the, uh, the lawnmower guy your underwear. He finally left. Oh, okay. That guy. All right. Up hope. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. I thought she'd never leave. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs>
Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so definitely come back. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll be in touch, but uh, send me the, the info on the dates coming up. I will definitely put them on my website and kind of keep them in the loop around here. And, yeah, let, let's make a plan for you to come back again soon because it's been fun. Yeah. It's always fun with you. Yeah. Like, I, I and it's better it's better when you're there than in that coffee shop. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm at home today. So. All right, cool. Be well, man. I'll, I'll talk All to right. you soon. Bye. William Conway, folks. Uh that was that was an interesting thing. I guess the the theme of the day is get off your fucking high horse and stop judging people for the mistakes they've made because you made some too. We've all made some. Uh, nobody's made more than me. Uh, so that's the show for today. I have a ridiculous Mind Dog TV podcast tonight. Don't watch it. I'm just going to tell you what it is. <laughs> you wouldn't watch it anyway, but especially once you know what what it is. Uh, some uh podcast promoting agent that has uh done me favors in the past i felt like i owe them this one so tonight i'm going to be talking about hair <laughs> i'm talking to a, a clinical mental health uh professional by day who is a hairstylist by name we're going to be talking about b- bad hair days <laughs> me talking about that. Bad hair days for me tonight. Uh, we're talking about perms and uh, relaxers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so don't don't watch it. Just you just find something better to do. Uh, and maybe I'll take some clips of the most real, real ridiculous stuff of me talking about hair. Now I do have a background in hair. Don't forget, I was in the hair and beauty industry for a long time. But you know. It's probably going to be a short one anyway. 8 p.m. tonight, Mind Dog TV podcast. Thanks for coming. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, don't forget to turn on your radio. I'll see you tomorrow.
me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.